0: Welcome to the Pirates, then. I'm your host Sean Lavoy.
1: I'm your co-host Nathan Cologne.
0: Now, in today's episode, we have special guest Coach Eric Eaton, who is the head basketball coach for St. Michael's College. During this conversation, we talk about how he first got into coaching after graduating from college. We also discuss the NCAA March Madness tournament and what's it like to prepare and play in one of these games. You'll love this interview if you love college basketball.
1: Yeah, I was really excited to talk to Coach um, just to get that that insight on, you know, what it's like for March Madness. And, you know, like like our fans are here, uh, it's, it's a time for upsets. So it was kind of cool to talk to him before things started and then just see how many upsets there have been in the past three days.
0: Yeah, I know. It's kind of wild to really think about. Uh, I mean, I love just being surrounded by basketball especially competitive college basketball all the time oh, sure. so it i thrive under these environments so it was definitely cool to hear all his insights and like all the stories he'd share and you'll you'll hear definitely. them shortly
1: until, until you look at our brackets and then you're like oh my
0: god
1: <laughs> yeah but you can just compare
0: them to everyone else in the world and everyone else <laughs> relatively the same because no one exactly. has ever had a perfect bracket and we wouldn't be here without our sponsors mia mia pizzeria and express Employment Professionals, which is one of the top staffing companies all the United States and Canada. If you're looking for a job, I would definitely recommend to try Express in Taunton, Mass, to see how they can help you. Go to pr- expresspros.com for more information. Also, use promo code PROVINCEPIRATES at Mia Mia's Pizzeria to get a free cheese pizza when you spend $20 or more. Go out and support some local businesses. For more information, anything Pirates-related, check out our website at provincepiratesaba.com. And before the interview, we'd like to note that this was recorded before uh, the start of this tournament. So if you hear these insights of this and that, it's going to change a little bit because obviously the first week weekend and this almost the second round is almost wrapped up. And now on to the Coach Eaton interview. We want to welcome Coach Eaton to the Pirates Den. Coach, thanks for coming on. How are you?
2: I'm great, man. really appreciate you guys having me. I'm excited to uh, to hang out with you guys for a little bit
0: of course uh so let's start uh can you talk about your career and kind of how you first got into coaching
2: yeah um so i i played basketball at umass Dartmouth, not too far from uh from where you guys are at down yeah. uh, southeast southeastern mass so um i i was in school i you know, played for four years and, and kind of decided to extend my college experience for a little while longer than than traditional so during my fifth year of school um Coach Baptiste, who's still the head coach down there, kind of came to me and said, like, hey, you interested in in coaching and, and helping me out as kind of a student assistant because he had some younger guys that were freshmen that year that I hadn't played with. All the other guys are my teammates. And he was like, just come to practice and just get after the younger guys and coach the younger guys that you, that you weren't teammates with. And I almost felt like a little bit of an obligation, like this guy's done so much for me, I'm going to do it. Went down for the first practice. Obviously, I knew all the stuff we were doing, coaching those guys. And ran up to his office after the first day and was like, someone's going to pay me to do this. Like, what do I do? How how do I do? What do I got to do? Like you you can tell me I'm going to get a check twice a month to do what I just did for two and a half hours. Like sign me up, man. I'm in. And I had, I had worked basketball camps and stuff like a lot of college players do. Um, But I was, I mean, I kind of thought I would go into teaching and high school coaching. And I was like, this is, this is it. Like I knew it. I had my kind of moment. And, um, you know, he looked at me like he was like, "Ah, oh, here we go. Another guy that thinks he wants to get into coaching. But, <laughs> um, and he just said, like, you know, you got to get your network. Who do you know in the business? And the only guys I really knew in the business was him. Um, Kevin O'Brien, who at the time was an assistant at Harvard, who had recruited me when I was in high school when he was the head coach at Brandeis. And Tom Moore, who ended up being my boss at Quinnipiac, who's back at UConn right now, uh, coach Moore was the head coach at Worcester State, which was literally like 500 yards from my front door, and I did not want to go. I really wanted to play for him, but I did not want to go that close to home. It was just like, I don't need my mom showing up at a Saturday night at seven. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, we're, we're good. I'm good. We don't need that. So, um, I did a prep year at Worcester Academy and got recruited by Coach Baptiste, and and you know, thing just kind of went from there and started off at, uh, Anna Maria college, which is a small D3 school up in Paxton, mass and was there for two years and was an assistant at assumption for one. And then caught on at division one and 18 years at division one and finally got my shot to be a head coach here at St. Michael's man. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving it.
0: Yeah. Congratulations to that. I just saw like I was reading some articles. It was recently, it was 2018 or 2017. Was it? I got it
2: 2019, 19 uh, summer of 19. So this is my, this is my second year, but since we didn't really have a year, it's, I haven't had my second season yet, but I've been hanging around the office pretending to be a coach here for yeah. a while. Last eight months,
0: <laughs> For sure. Well, I mean, you just mentioned it um, with COVID-19 being a thing in this past season, you guys, unfortunately didn't have the pleasure of playing. Um, how did you and your team deal with all the difficulties going like going forward?
2: Um, I, I'll say this. I think my kids did a, a, an unbelievable job of navigating this thing. I, I think any, any student, I don't care what you're a sixth grader or a high school kid or a college student that's, that's navigating through this right now, like I wish every one of them could get a, an award for it because it's just its just unlike anything any of us have ever seen. There, you don't have a mom or a dad, a grandparent, a teacher, a mentor, an advisor that can advise you through this because none of us have done it. So everybody's flying by the seat of their pants and trying to figure this thing out hour to hour. And these kids, man, they've gone through a whole hell of a lot and they've had something taken from them that they've never had to think about before. They've never – you say to a kid, like, play like it's your last game. You know, you could always get injured. And then, you know, I still think I'm invincible at 47 because I'm just not (laughs) that bright. But, like, kids, that's how they think. And they they did – my guys did an unbelievable job of navigating the thing. Uh, There were so many highs and lows and so many disappointments and so much uncertainty. I think the worst part was the uncertainty of it. For sure. Um, but like our approach was like, look, man, we're here and this is what we have right now. So let's get after what we have. And that was everything from strength and conditioning and, and, and individual workouts early in the fall. Then it became strength and conditioning and regular practice. Then it became nothing for four months except online zoom virtual workouts, oh. which was like, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much the face our guys made every day. They were like, oh, this all right, man. But like they attacked it, they were drenched with sweat after every single one of them. We did, I think it was sixty-eight of them total in the time we were away from school. Wow! Um, And they didn't really have access to gyms, and it was cold, so they couldn't get outside. And um, and then when we got back, like it was like a rebirth, man. We got back, we got back in the gym, and they were just going, going crazy to get back in there. Our practices have been aesthetically unattractive because it's really like this like we're really i think 13 practices in now mm-hmm. um but effort wise and energy wise man's through the roof they're thrilled to be back and we're just trying to get better that's all we can do is just try to get better every day
0: for sure i mean next year you guys are gonna be ready well prepared for over prepared if anything
2: yeah i hope so, I hope
1: so. <laughs> at least that's like
0: you <laughs> can hope for yeah i hope so so. Okay. So, I mean, today's the day. It's uh, the day that March minus is the beginning for 2021 season. And last year, like, again, wasn't a season, wasn't, wasn't a thing. So everyone's kind of hoping for this and hopefully it kind of works out well within the bubble in Indy. Let's talk about some postseason ball. Um, yep. I saw that you received uh, seven bids over your time at D1, which is kind of a, a huge accomplishment in its own. Uh, can we talk about like a little bit of preparation, what it goes into like, preparing for a game like this
2: um yeah i mean it's changed so much i mean my first time going i was blessed to go at holy cross uh in 2000 2001 2002 uh three years in a row we played um we played kentucky with Tayshon prince one year we played um kansas's team with four pros wow. good nick collison kirk heinrich and then the the last year holy cross we lost to dwayne wades final 14 by four in the first round
0: I mean, that's uh, tough wow. to go against. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> We actually hey, held bro, him to, to a,
2: I think it was his lowest first half point total of his career. I think he had two points against us. Wow, that's good. Um, and yeah, it's, it's nothing masterful that we did. It just we we played matchup zone. It was a little weird. They they're not used to it. He missed a couple of shots, and then he came out in the second half and dunked on us about forty-seven times. <laughs> I think I think the Dwayne Wade that we all know and love as a Hall of Famer was born at the second half of that game. And, oh yeah. Um, the preparation then was like it was really different man i was, I was actually talking to my assistant about the other day like there was no there was no like internet stuff video stuff online it wasn't that easily accessible so really? there was a company i don't remember the name of the company it was based in new york out of the meadowlands arena and meadowlands stadium and you could call as soon as you found out who you were playing you'd call them and say i need these five games from you know kansas for instance and they'd go, all right. And literally, like, as you hung the phone up, one of us would get in the car and drive to Jersey and go pick the tapes up and turn around and come back and bring the tapes back.
0: Wow. wow. Yeah. So, like, literally,
2: <laughs> I remember we, we kind of <laughs> alternated. And the year that – the year we played Kansas, it was me because one of our other assistants had the scout. So, I, like, we found out we're playing Kansas. And literally, I was, like, jumping for joy, high five, hug all the guys. This is awesome. And then I left. And I got my car and I drove, I started driving to Jersey. By the time I got there, they had the tapes ready. Turned around and came back. By then it was, you know, (laughs) one, two in the morning, started watching the films, gave, you know, gave copies to our head coach, Coach Willard, and the, the assistant who had the scout. But in the meantime, what we had been doing is we had all our friends and family members with their VCRs out recording, like all the high major league tournament games so that we would have some games like that night. And we had... I couldn't even tell you, we had every top 25 high major school because we knew we were going to be a 16, 15, 14 seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single school we had at least two tapes on. So we gave those to Coach Willard when the thing was over and then got the ones that he wanted and then we we had them. Now these guys got it easy now, man. They just <laughs> right. open their laptops up and they're like, here you go, here's the film. And I'm like, man, you should be driving a jersey on principle. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. That's crazy. Like to have to drive all the way there, I mean, technology definitely – Oh, It was was nuts. And I I remember walking
2: in the place and they had like a whole bunch of guys working there and they had more. It looked like Best Buy. They had more VCRs (laughs) in that that place. And there's dudes running around and like you'd see coaches running in and like, hey, you know, guys, you know, you're like, hey, man, what's up? Yeah, great. Good. You grab your tapes, put them back in the thing and you're firing back up the highway. And I'm like, I hope Coach Will's going to pay for my ticket if I get one, you know? (laughs) You're trying to get back, but of course it it was (laughs) kind of gave you that sense of like the investment, what you're doing. And, but now it's just, and then you, you, you're just going and it's all about matchups and you guys, you guys know the deal.
1: Hmm.
2: It's all about matchups. Um, You know, at Iona these last couple of years, like we were a a faster paced, more athletic, not overly big team. And we draw Carolina who's like the polar opposite of that. They're going to throw out six, seven foot guys and like, beat you up but we were leading at the half against them and we you know we played the way we played coach clues you know and a lot of coaches are like this like we do what we do and you got to deal with us just as much as we're going to deal with you right um but it's as much as it's a stressful time man like you've got to find a minute to go like hold on a second i'm going to like coach in the ncaa tournament and and watch what yeah. I have watched as a kid, my whole life, you know.
1: It's definitely a humbling experience, just being able to to be in that situation, you know, getting to experience, you know, the crowd, all, all the fans, yeah. uh, the atmosphere of the game, the yeah. competitiveness. Like, yeah, you know, it must be amazing.
2: It's some, it, it really is, and it, you know, I, I, like you said, I'm seven times doing it, at three different schools, and over the course of like, at one point, it was it was five out of my first six years at Division One. And I was like, man, you get to do this every year. This is great. (laughs) You know, and I was amazing. Yeah, I was fortunate to be with some really good head coaches and and some really talented players, obviously. And um, and then it was a while in between. I went 10 years at Quinnipiac and we got to the NIT once. And then when I got the job at Iona, they were coming off back to back championships. And now the pressure was like, I just got here. I can't screw this up. Like right. geez, you got to
1: keep the, you got to keep the momentum yeah. going.
2: <laughs> and we, you know, we had some older guys and some senior laden teams and Coach Cluse is a masterful coach. So, um, yeah, the prep work is stressful, man. But at the same time, it's like you get it done literally in like 48 hours. It's done. Right. And then, you, then you're like, let's enjoy the chartered flight and the, the, you know, the treatment and the kids and see their faces. And the last two for me were awesome because I had my my wife and my kids with me. Oh, that's you amazing. Know, that makes it special. Yeah, it was awesome, man. My kids are at the time were um eleven and 12, 12 and eleven and twelve years old. Oh, that's a perfect age. Uh, that, like, yeah, really that, yeah. that couldn't be the
1: more more perfect. Getting on a charter flight,
2: getting on a bus with uh we, we were in Pittsburgh uh at uh Iona for one and we had uh you know police escort in the bus and they thought they were bad dudes, man. <laughs> we had <laughs> police escort oh, yeah. and Reggie Miller did one of our games. So they met Reggie Miller. Chris, Chris Weber did the other one. They met Chris Weber. And, um, they were uh, our Brian Byer, who was our uh, assistant AD at, uh, uh, two years ago. He, um, he came to me the day we had the game and he said, Hey, I got two passes for your boys to get on the court. And I'm like, my kids are going to freak out. <laughs> for sure. So I was like, you guys got to wear Iona gear. You got to wear your Adidas stuff, you know, your Adidas shoes. Like you got it. And they're like, why? That? Why?" That? <laughs> and I'm like, just, just be quiet do it for once. Like do what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> and they did it. And I'm like, I went and grabbed them out of the crowd and gave them the passes and brought them down for warmups. And they're like, they're like Roy Williams is over there. I brought him over to coach Williams and introduced them. And wow. somebody, I think it was my wife took a picture of me with one of my boys on either side standing on the court during warm-ups and just, like, the whole court. And I, I have it up in my house. It's, like, the coolest picture I've ever taken with my kids.
1: Hey, if awesome. I was that age, I would have been freaking out. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would have been so excited, yeah. even now to be now, honest. I would still
2: be excited, i <laughs> Oh, <say>. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even now. So one of them, that same year we were in the bracket, we were in the pod with Oklahoma when Trey Young was his last year at Oklahoma. So we do the public practices, and they alternate the public practices. So you're sandwiched between the two teams that you might play the following game if you win. I think it was Oklahoma and uh, actually URI with Coach Hurley.
1: Yeah, it's, and, it's uh, funny because uh, we actually uh, I have a friend who's on URI, Andre Berry, and he was actually on the URI basketball team at the time. Yeah, so I remember Andre. World. Yeah. yeah. One of our in one of our interviews, he was he was talking about his experience in March Madness and just like the atmosphere playing against Trey Young. So yeah, it's pretty cool that you bring that up. Yeah. We're walking
2: through the we're walking through the uh, the hallways and Oklahoma's coming out of their public practice. So we're going to ours, and as we're walking through, like you know, Trey Young's obviously one of the best players in college, and the right. boys my boys knew that, and they're like, "You think we're gonna see Trey Young?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're probably gonna walk right by him, bud." So <laughs> they're walking with some of my players, and we're walking through and get ready for the practice. And as we come out, one of our guys is standing with one of my sons and he's laughing. And I'm like, What's so funny? He's like, I was like, Did you tell him to say what's up to Trey Young? He's like, No. Nah. He walked by him and, he, and I said, Say something to him. And he said, I'm not saying nothing to him. And the guy on my team goes, Why? And he goes, Man, I'm not saying nothing to him. He's trash. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Son, you must be out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And he was like and I said why would you say that? He's like cuz we're winning this game and if we play them we're beating them too. I was like okay I like the way you think. <laughs> the attitude, yeah, for sure. Hey,
1: that's the that's a great way to go into Yeah. It, you know? Meanwhile,
2: every time he's on like he's on uh Sports Center every morning, I'm like, "Hey, Remember when you said that guy who just had fifty last night was trash
0: <laughs> in the league too? Yeah, that's right. Hilarious. That's classic. top
2: five
1: kicking off. Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: classic. <laughs> the mind of a twelve-year-old. <laughs> hey,
1: that's hilarious. But I mean, hey, stuff. that's a that's a good mindset to have going in there because March Madness is a time for upsets. So that's know, it, man. That's underdog, it. Underdog, underdogs. You can you can never go wrong with an underdog in March yeah. Madness. you're there for a reason. Exactly. All said and done, you're there for a reason. So, but that's yeah, um, cool. So I just have a, a interesting question. So with mm-hmm. all the experience that you've had, you know, as a division 1 coach and you know, you coaching uh, uh being a assistant coach and you know, helping coach against Dwayne Wade and stuff. What would you say is like your favorite memory or like just your favorite overall game? Through Wow. In the in, in the NCAA tournament? No, just overall? Like, overall like any game like wow. assistant coach, you know, anything.
2: Um I I would have to say my first game as a head coach is up there. Um I we played it at Assumption which is in my hometown, uh Worcester. there was probably 50 or 60 of my family and friends there. Um we actually tied a school record for most threes made in the game. Here at St. Michael wow. we made 19 threes in the game. Oh. Um yeah, we, wow. we run we run and shoot, man. We get we fast <laughs> pace. I love um, it. Shout out to Curry. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to to share that experience with like people I'm really close to, and my parents and right. um, and, and things like that. So that's definitely up there. But in
1: your hometown too, definitely. Yeah, yeah in my hometown, experience.
2: it was it was pretty cool. Um, outside of that, man, it's it, I'll tell you what, it, it's really hard to find one specific one. Oh,
1: I can I can only imagine with all yeah. the experience you've had as a as a coach and and all. And, I can tell
2: you this that the the times that we were a 16 seed. Uh, we were 16 against Kansas uh, my second year at Holy Cross. We were up one on them at the half. Um, we ended up, it was a single digit game the whole game. That whole place, and this happened again in 07 06 07 at Albany, where we were 16 seed playing against UConn. And they had six draft, first round draft picks on that team. Um, and we were up 12 on them with eight minutes to go. And we were almost UMBC before UMBC. Um, and what the, the the cool thing about it was when the crowd of the other two teams that were playing after us turned and started cheering for us. And it, the 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 Kansas game was in Indianapolis in the dome where the Colts play, so it was like sixty thousand people. Wow. wow! And the other spot where did we play? The other place was in Philly where the uh, the Sixers play, so that's twenty five thousand people. And other than the you know two three thousand UConn fans, the whole place cheering for us as the underdog and every basket we made the place went absolutely bananas and that was really cool like you have to have that moment where you go like let me take a minute not be a coach and look around at this thing and be like and wow just
1: take it all in
2: yeah and that, of course that's always the moment when the head coach turns around and asks you a question and you're like what I... <laughs> yeah, yeah <of> right. course. <laughs> <laughs> <had> bad timing <laughs> right but those those were two that stick out in my mind um and I'll tell you one other one, and, and this is it's not a great memory, but it's a really cool memory. We, <laughs> the year that we played Kansas in the NCAA tournament, the following year we got into the preseason NIT, and Kansas hosted it, and we played them there. And everybody was like, they only beat this team by 11. They they lost pros. We brought back our whole team. Um, we were picked first in our league. Like We had gotten an AP vote that year in a preseason top 20. It was ridiculous. And, of course, the Kansas players are like, it's Holy Cross, man. Like, come on. So we're playing pretty tough in the beginning of the game. And they had a kid. I can't remember his first name. His last name was Lee. He was like a 6'6", super athlete. And we're playing at Fog Allen Fieldhouse, man. And I'm like, this is like one of the spots. It's like the coolest place ever to play. They they shoot a shot. We had a 6'10 kid who was player of the year in the league that year. He was 6'10", 250. He goes up to like eat the rebound. And this dude comes over his back and like grabs the ball out of his hands and absolutely punishes a dunk, tip dunk. And the place went—I never heard anything like that in my life. The place (laughs) went nuts, nuts. It was so loud that my chest was like—it was almost like you were at a concert, right? Yeah, Yeah, you were at a a concert. And I looked at the assistant coach Tony Newsom next to me, and I won't tell you what I said because there might be some kids listening to this. (laughs) But I went—I went—we're in trouble. And you couldn't even hear my voice to him sitting next to me. And the next thing you know, it was like a four-point game, a six-point game. Next thing you know, like, they just overtook us. And you wonder why Kansas' record is so ridiculous there, other than the fact that the coaching and the talent. But I don't want to ever – I'm scared. I don't want to ever go back there again. <laughs>
0: I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. I couldn't only imagine. That kind of leads yeah. exactly to my next question um, in a sense. So how important is momentum? Coming into the tournament, I know in games it can shift on a fly if you hit two big threes or like you just played a huge crazy dunk. Um, but as a unit throughout a whole season, how important do you want to have like a good, good note to end the season and go into the tournament? How important is momentum?
2: I don't, I mean, it's hard for me to say because all the times that I went, you know, we were, we were one big league, so we were coming off winning a championship. So we're like, you know, those kids are flying high, man. They're, they're, you know, everybody's patting them on the back and they're hugging a trophy and they're taking pictures. They're going to remember the rest of their life. So they're, those kids are so fired up. I mean, as an at large team, you, you probably, I mean, you lost your last game most likely. Yeah. Um. You know, if you play in a league tournament, you probably lost. So I don't really think it's that big a deal Um. Mm-hmm. because I think when you get there, the experience is so like unique and like nothing else you've ever done during the regular season or even a league tournament. I mean, the higher major league tournaments, I'm sure are somewhat similar, but yeah, I, I think you're just caught in that moment and you're caught on like, who do we play in the first round and, and how you're going to win the game. So I think once you get out there, it's like, you don't really remember what it's the like another the game of basketball. It. Yeah. yeah you got, okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it's kind of so unique and individual that I don't know that it's that big a deal in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean like, cause I was just like, from my personal experience and just seeing it, I know like a lot of teams, like like you don't want to be too hot going into it and you don't want to be too cold. You kind of want to be on that right, right thing. And that's where I kind of, the question stems from, because like I know a lot of teams are playing like some of the best basketball of their lives, but like could they sustain it throughout the entire tournament? We don't know. We actually, we're going to yeah. see. So I don't know. It's just an interesting like, whole. I think the later. pressure
2: on the, the Gonzaga is like an issue. You look at like, I was Gonzaga gonna, yeah. and Baylor. Yeah like, that have been up there, you know, I think Illinois, everybody knew Illinois was going to be good, but they didn't know how good And Michigan, but those other schools, like, the pressure's on them, you know, even the, 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 the games we went into, like, um, uh, oh, geez, I don't even know, like, we play, we've that year, we play Kansas or whatever, like, no one thinks we're winning anyway. Yeah. There's no pressure on us. No zero. All the pressures on them. And then when we right. go into, like, we, I remember when we were playing UConn, and, and one of our guys hit a three. It was just the most ridiculous shot, and it went in, and it put us up like eight, and they called timeout. And Coach Calhoun's like walking on the court, and like he's ready to like cut down everybody, and he's going nuts. And we're like, timeout's over. Let's go back and play. You know, yeah. you know it's not – and the pressure's on them. So I think that's probably way more difficult for those bigger schools. It's like – for
0: sure, that you yeah. don't want to lose to this, like, un- like wicked high seed, and it's like, right. oh, yeah, I have all the pressure on you. Right. And, like, and everyone expects you to go in go and win and do your job, you know? Yeah,
2: even when they get to a sweet 16, like, they get to a sweet 16, they're most likely – they're either playing a really hot, like, smaller school that's a that's a Cinderella, or they're playing – you're playing another high major. I mean, it could be the third-place team in the ACC. I don't even know who that was this year, but I know they're pretty damn good. You know, that might have been Virginia, maybe, yeah. you know? And like, if you're a Baylor and you get you're playing Virginia, like Virginia's no slouch, man. So, but even so, like you're expected to win that game. It's like, well, Baylor and Virginia is a toss-up to me. But when you're the one seed and they stamp you with that one seed, man. Yeah, I don't Ooh. know
0: if I would like that. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's nice to be like, oh yeah, I'm the first seed, but like everyone's yeah. gunning for you, and you exactly. know everyone's going after you. Exactly.
2: Yeah, huh. it's interesting to say the least. For sure. Yeah.
0: Any teams in mind on the top of your head? I know it's tough that you expect to make a deep run that is not expected kind of going off the same thing we were just talking about any Cinderella stories this year, in your opinion,
2: Cinderella stories. I i was rooting for Drake, um, to be honest with you, because, you know, they were in a really, really tough league. They had their, one of their leading scores out for a good period of the, of the second half of the year. And they just kept winning and playing really, really well. And, um, I was worried that they were not going to get in because they didn't win their league. Now Loyola is obviously very good, but they didn't win their league. And I was like, are they going to take a 500 high major team? Are they going to take Drake? That's got like three losses. Um, and I was, I was happy to see them get in. And then, uh, my kids and I do our little, let's see who's going to pick more games right thing with it with each other. And I picked them and my kids didn't in the first round. So I, I got, I got bragging rights in my house last night. Um, (laughs) So I'd love to see them make a little run. I like Winthrop too. I think Winthrop's really good and really well coached. Um, but the the one school that, that I always keep my eye on in the tournament is West Virginia. Um, Cause I just know they're tough as hell and they just, they're physical and they can beat you up. And I think they can play different styles. And I think, you know, a lot of guys might be, you know, you, you got to coach against Bob Huggins, man. You might be a little bit nervous because that's a, I know that's a tough dude. So, um yeah. i always keep my eye on them and what they can do and then like my pick was illinois i just think they're really really good and really really well coached
0: oh yeah for sure yeah. They're in my uh my final four that's for sure
2: yeah yeah, yeah i think they're really good, good well. <laughs> yeah so we'll see we'll see we,
0: we shall see and like we yeah. were just talking about anything can happen it's one game that's why everyone loves it yeah. too anything can happen the anything ball can, can just happen. fall out a different way and yeah. the whistle can blow who knows Anything can happen and it
2: definitely will. Too, <laughs> it to definitely will.
0: That's what, yeah, exactly.
2: It definitely will. Yeah, no uh, doubt.
0: All right. So um, after the, um excuse, not after the Pirates, after uh, the March Madness, let's transition to the Pirates. What do you think about the Pirates becoming a new professional basketball team in Providence?
2: I think it's awesome, man. I mean, I just look at it like this. Any time that there's somebody that's willing to build something like this and a group of people willing to build something like this, and then it gives people an opportunity to play and it gives fans an opportunity to come and enjoy the game of basketball. To me, that's unbelievable. And, and I went through the roster and looked and I mean, the the, the roster has guys from every level, division one, division two, II, three, junior college um, guys from all over the, the Northeast and everything. It, it, it's, it's a really cool thing to say. I saw somebody from my alma mater, UMass Dartmouth on the team. Um, it's a really cool thing to see. And, you know, it's it's somewhat regional basketball, man. So, you you know, you don't want to go and spend $8 million to try to watch a Celtics play. You can go watch some really high-level basketball with some guys that are really competing their butts off to play. And if you love the game, man, that's you want to sit in the seat and watch guys play like that.
0: For sure. I mean I know made my buddies were just talking about it. The Celtic's tickets are about like a thousand dollars per ticket just because there's so many people that like such a high demand for it. It's right. like, why don't you just do that? You can just watch on the par like the pirates about an hour an hour yeah. south, you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, the, the 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 food probably tastes the same and the beers are probably cheaper and you get to sit a lot closer and really enjoy the enthusiasm of the guy's playing, you know. <laughs> No doubt. I mean, there's no yeah. Jason
0: Tato on the floor, but you know, you got like Nikhil Hendricks, so like what's better, you know, yeah, you got them on
2: TV 82 nights a year, man. You can watch those guys anytime you want for free. For sure. Yep. Yeah. I think it's, re- I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Um, coach, it's been an honor. I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you got busy, uh, basketball schedule going on, and hopefully like still working those kids pretty hard. Um, but if anyone wants to like find you, where can they find you on social media?
2: Uh, I'm most active on Twitter. Uh, it's at Coach EE um, underscore. That's probably should know that, huh? <laughs> no one does know it. That's the thing yeah. The I question. probably should know that.
1: That's the beauty of it. <laughs> Good lord.
2: At Coach EE. At Coach underscore EE underscore, and that's there also my my Instagram too. Um, yeah, that's both. And awesome. uh, yeah, we 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 love to you know love to have more people watch us play. I think our program has been down for 20 years and uh and we're about to change that i think we've got a group of guys here that's really really hungry to to do something special with our program and try to keep moving forward so we'll uh we would love to to share some fans with the with the squad that you guys are with and get them to become purple knights fans and pirates fans all at the same time
0: without a doubt and i know you have of some experience with coach grasso who's uh head coach Brian, which is the school I go to and he turned yeah. Brian around so hey maybe it's in the Iona of blood work you know I, I, I'm
2: not surprised that's a hard-working dude and he really knows the game and, and I know his guys love playing for him he's he's tough but fair and he's a competitive guy so I, I don't expect anything to change there anytime soon
0: for sure uh yeah. coach it's been an honor thanks for coming on guys I appreciate you, it man
2: yeah thanks a lot for having me take care
0: Nate, that was an awesome interview. Uh, I love how he shared all his insight with Dwayne Wade and how he faced against him and Marquette. It's pretty cool to hear all his stories.
1: Oh, that was amazing. You know, it actually really caught me by surprise because uh, you know, I just wasn't expecting to hear that. But, I mean, Coach has had a, a lot of experience, a lot of time in D1, you know. So it was just really cool getting to hear, you know, all his moments, especially uh, about Kansas
0: <laughs> for <laughs> and the sure. it caused Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was funny. All right, um, all right, Nate, where can they find us at?
1: The Pirates Nation. You guys can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PiratesABA. Check us out at the Pirates Den on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Buzzsprout. Make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe.
0: Heard the man. Until next time, Pirates Nation.